You are listening to the Mindful Minute, meditations created for everyday joy. I'm Meryl Arnett, mama, meditator, and co-owner of Sacred Chill West. This podcast is recorded from my live Monday night meditation class, where we have a brief discussion followed by a 20-minute guided meditation. Be sure to listen to the end of today's episode to find out how you can join the next virtual meditation class for free. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. Thank you guys, as always, for taking time out of Monday night to sit with us. Um, This has been, for me at least, such a fun month to get to co-teach. And and really by co-teach, I mean sit alongside as Tiffany teaches us. And I'm, I, you know, the truth be told, I was a little bit apprehensive initially about the series only because we decided we were going to talk about work. And I stepped out of a corporate job over a decade ago at this point and have really only worked for myself since. And I wanted to make sure that what I had to say was going to be relevant and feel fitting for regardless of what your work life looks like. And then I was having an offline conversation with Tiffany and it clicked that this is actually what she does for a living is pay attention to mindful workspaces. And so it just felt like a really lovely opportunity to bring another voice in, another teacher in, more experience in. And I'm so happy to get to sort of feel alongside you guys as we explore this. And the coolest part, and then I'll let you talk, Tiffany, the coolest part for me has been that everything that Tiffany has outlined and we've discussed and shared in this class has been incredibly true in my own experiences. And I know just from a few offline conversations, it's been true for y'all as well. And I love to know that, you know, what we explore in meditation travels so many different paths and it can look like a hundred million different versions of the same thing. Threads are the same. Doesn't matter what the job is. Doesn't matter what the passion is or the career is. The, th- the underlying currents are so similar for us. And I think that's such a special thing to get to share in this group. So Tiffany, all yours. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. I think I'm like, this is exactly why I started nerding out on this stuff. And <laughs> 10 years later, here I am. <laughs> it's so true though, right? It's so relevant to so many of us. I'm glad to hear that. I'm, I've been, I've really been enjoying um, sharing this space with, with everyone and with you, Meryl, this month and just exploring more, even more intentionally how some of these topics can be cultivated and discussed through the lens of mindfulness meditation. So we started out this month exploring this kind of perceived idea that there's this distance or there's this, there's two, there, that passion and paycheck are on two separate kind of sides of our lives and we started out by saying well if, if, if we feel like that about anything we got to tap into the steady space right to kind of navigate this liminality and then last week we said okay now that we've kind of established this steady space within right how let's go a little bit deeper and start to understand how we can express ourselves based off of what is originating at the source, how we can express ourselves in a way that aligns with what is at the source. And we learn that that is the definition 
of authenticity as is described and researched by Dr. Laura Morgan Roberts, right? And we especially pointed out last week that authenticity is a journey. It's not a one and done situation. So this week, the invitation is to go a little bit deeper, <laughs> yeah? So as I was reading some of the work from Dr. Laura Morgan Roberts on authenticity, one of the things that stuck out to me that really helped me feel more seen, right? On this journey of authenticity was this idea that she says, she says, of course, a lot of times when we make this move and this shift, and we say, you know, I intentionally, I wanna, I wanna be on the journey of authenticity. Naturally, maybe perhaps this is your experience. You start to notice what have I been expressing and how much of that has been in alignment with what is originating from the source? And how much of that has not been in alignment with what has been originating from my source? Essentially, you might be saying, oh my gosh, how inauthentic have I been <laughs> over X, Y, and Z in my work life, personal life, whatever. And of course, when that happens, we think, oh my gosh, I made a mistake and we might start judging ourselves. That makes sense, yeah. But what also helped me feel seen was that she said, even when we start to express ourselves in ways that align with, or more so align with what originates from the source, judgment also comes up then. We start to judge ourselves then too. I was like, you are so right. So I wanna share a story with you guys about my own personal experience with this. And I, every, time I, every time I talk about this, I kind of laugh to myself because I'm like, oh, <laughs> what happens in our brains is so funny. So, you know, we've been, I've been at home a lot in the past year because of the pandemic. And I've had a lot of time to tap into that steady space within, right? Let's let a lot of silence and a lot of tapping into what's going on on the inside, right? And so I, had, I was invited to do, to give a talk, of course, remotely via Zoom to this research lab in my, for, with this, this, the person that invited me as a co-author and somebody whose work I really admire and who I love, whose, whose work I love. And so I was really excited to get the invitation. And because I've been sitting with myself, you know, noticing things, I had been noticing things, this, and this was back in December, I was like, I really want to do this. So I said, yes. But then I was like, but all the ways in which I've been presenting in the past, it's not really how I want to present. Like that's not what's originating. That's not the expression that is originating, that, that like originates from the source within me. That is an expression that has been kind of modeled by other people in my field, but I don't really want to present that way. I want to in include images in my presentation. I want it to be more of a collaborative, co-created space where I'm not just presenting as the expert, we're talking about what might be explored in this area. Right? I want to do something different. So I judged myself about what I hadn't done in the past a little bit. And then I, you know, I said, okay, I'm gonna do it. So I did, I, I gave a talk in March, and you know, it, it was cool, it was great. As soon as I hit the leave button on Zoom, I kid you not, I start sweating. <laughs> My heart starts beating. And I was like, oh, what did I just do? Like, oh my gosh, you know, like, did I do too much? 
Did I make anybody mad by what I said? Was I too truthful? Did I not say enough about this? Did I turn somebody off of what I'm doing? Did I, you know, all of these, all of these other judgments came up, right? And it helped me to realize, as I've also been thinking about what Dr. Morgan Roberts talks about, is that, you know, judgment is really like putting a, like a qualifier. It's too much. It's good. It's bad. It's not enough. Did they like it? What did they think about it? What did I think about it? Et cetera, et cetera. And it can become this really long tunnel of like trying to figure out, you know, what's right and what's wrong and what I did right and what I did wrong. It's it's a way of saying like, I'm not, I'm not okay with how I just in, in, enacted or expressed myself or maybe somebody else isn't okay with it. And when it comes to the journey of authenticity or showing up in an authentic way at work, I feel like I have, because of my own experience, maybe it's you too. After we started talking about it, you might have this feeling like, oh, I want to do this perfectly. I want to be authentic. Like, I'm going to be, like, I'm going to be authentic. So again, the, I'm going to do authenticity, right? So again, the reminder is it's a journey. It's a pursuit. And I might even suggest it's a practice. It's a practice. <laughs> In what way are you ever, am I ever going to be able to express myself in such a way that it appeases everybody? Everybody likes it. Everybody thinks it was great. Or where I am 100% sure that what I said did not like make somebody mad or make somebody uncomfortable or whatever. In what way is it even possible for there to be a right way to be authentic? Given that the definition is, it's an expression that originates from our source, right? So if that's the case, then we're all gonna show up in some unique kind of way, right? There is no way that we're gonna be able to do authenticity perfectly. There is no way we're gonna be able to express ourselves in ways in which it always feels like it's perfect. And I would especially say this given the times that we're in. I love this part of Dr. Morgan Roberts' essay where she says, now more than ever in many of our lives, the spotlight is brighter, employment security and economic insecurity looms larger and the demands of working, caregiving, and merely surviving have grown exponentially. Who has the wiggle room under these circumstances to drop the ball? And I would say in parentheses, as we're trying to be authentic, to deliver less than their best, to express a bit less patience and a bit more frustration as they express authentically. The freedom to be average is also the grace granted for imperfect works in progress. As we journey along the path of practicing authenticity, it will never be perfect. And I don't know if perfect is the right way to gauge our authentic expression. Instead, what if we engaged it as a practice and we started to practice not judging ourselves and our imperfections in the journey? Gratefully, mindfulness meditation is one, a practice, right? We never, it's, we do it day in, day out, right? We just show up how we are. And two, 
one of the tenets of it is non-judgment. One of the tenets of it is to practice being with all of it, being accepting the fact that, yeah, I may not have gotten that right. Or as well, I, I, I may not have done that in a way that I really want to. I may not have expressed it completely in alignment. I may not have made everybody happy with what I said. Some people may not like it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. In this practice, we can um, engage in something that's called equanimity. Right. Tara Brock talks about this as coming into the wave of the moment. And in doing so, cultivating a heart that is ready for anything. It gives that wiggle room that Dr. Morgan Roberts talks about, right? The wiggle room to be imperfect can come when we say yes to all that's showing up, to all of the imperfections and the great things and give us space to exist within, inside of all of it instead. And so tonight, I'd love for us in our practice to do a little bit of, of that. Tiffany, I just wanna say before we practice, um, so the story that's coming up for me around this has to do with the app. And, you know, as this initially landed in my lap, and I was talking with the developer and we were sort of co-creating what this app was gonna be, what it was gonna look like, what it was gonna feel like. The piece I was most excited about was creating meditations specifically paired to some of Gordon's soundtracks, right? Like there's a ton of meditations, just like you hear in this podcast, in this class, right? Just traditional mindfulness or tantric meditations. But the ones paired to soundscapes are, I mean, quite truthfully, just taken out of my journal, right? Like they are my own experience meditating next to a river or in a forest or in the desert. What did I experience? And I'm creating a meditation around it. And I'm so excited for this piece of the project because for me, that was a creative next step, uh, a teaching next step, just something a little bit more authentically me, right? And so flash forward a couple months and I'm now sitting in my closet every day recording meditations. And I recorded every single traditional mindfulness, traditional tantric meditation I could do before I touched one of those nature-based ones. I had them all scripted out. Had, I knew what I was going to do. I just could not actually make myself do it because every time I would sit down and hit record, I would feel like it's not going to come out the way I want it to come out. What if what I experienced is weird and people are going to not relate to Like there was so much um fear around like being like here this is what happens in my mind when i meditate next to the river does that happen in your mind right there was a lot of fear around that and a, and a big piece of i want it to be perfect and so i just share that because it it should i think it it's an inevitable piece when we're stepping up or stepping out in some way like you were doing this work and the, the talks resonate with you and the practices resonate with you. And you think, 
I really am going to bring some of this like creative crafting energy into my workspace. And then you even get brave enough to say that you're going to do it. And somebody maybe even gives you the go ahead to do it. And then you go to your desk and you start sweating and your heart is racing and you're like, I, I should not have said I was going to do this. Right. And so it's these practices of noticing that that's coming up and instead of going, oh my God, I, I can't do it or I shouldn't do it or, you know, I'm not qualified to do it. Instead of any of that, we sit in that tenant of what if I just feel it? What if I just feel the doubt or the fear or the I'm not enoughness, right? Whatever it is that's coming up. And when we give ourselves permission around that feeling that allowing sometimes I think there's enough space to say oh I'm gonna do it anyway right okay that's all I had to say drop the mic <laughs> thank you so with that let's go ahead and create some space to do it anyway yeah so if you're already seated and your legs are crossed Go ahead and uncross and recross your legs so that the non-dominant leg is on top. But you don't have to sit that way. You can sit with your legs stretched out. You can sit in a chair, a couch. Sit in a way that is ease-filled for you. Let your hands rest somewhere on your body that makes you feel spacious, that you're ready to create some space. And if you like, you can close your eyes or you can keep, or you can keep a soft gaze towards you. Together as a group. Let's take a deep breath in through the nose. Exhale, release your breath with an audible sigh. Again, take another deep breath in through the nose. Exhale, release the breath with an audible sigh. Turn to the natural pace and pattern, the rhythm of your breath. Noticing the inhales and the exhales here. Really bring your awareness to where your hips meet, whatever it is, earth, cushion, chair. Let's hold you up in this moment. Notice if there's any tightness or holding up at the hips still wanting to even though you're being held, give 
your hips permission to let go. As you land more fully in your seat, inhale and you might lengthen through your spine, allowing the crown of your head to reach up towards the sky. to your face and just begin to scan the face, noticing where you might still be holding on to any part of your day, at work, at home, in between. And gently give those areas permission to let go, to, to relax just a little bit, one moment at a time. So gently, the face begins to soften and draw your awareness down a little bit further to your shoulders. Inhale, then bring your shoulders up towards your ears and draw them back down. Your body might want you to do that a couple of times. And as your shoulders reach the bottom, and then I just begin to bring awareness to the space at the center of the heart. Noticing and feeling what's, what's present here, what feels spacious, anything that's tight.
Gently draw your awareness down to your belly. Noticing if you're holding on here to any part of your day or your week or your month or your year thus far. What expressions do you wish you would have made but didn't? What expressions did you make but wish that you had not? Perhaps they're holding on in some way here in the belly and the invitation is to allow the belly to be spacious, to allow all of it to exist, to, to notice and feel it all. One more time, draw your awareness to your hips. Just noticing again where your hips meet whatever is holding you. Just like that, we sit here. Whole body. The back of the body is alert and awake. The front of the body is open and receptive. The whole body is a container for cultivating spaciousness, creating that wiggle room for us to be imperfectly perfect, perfectly imperfect. Noticing again the breath. Maybe this time 
noticing more what the breath feels like from inside of the body. Where do you feel the inhale? And where do you feel the exhale? begin to draw awareness to our senses as we still breathe here. So first, beginning to notice what you hear. As you notice the sounds from all the way outside the four walls of the room where you're sitting, all the way into the inside of those four walls. Can you practice non-judgment by saying yes to every sound? Do you hear a sound? Yes to that sound. Yes to the next sound. beginning to shift your awareness to sight. What do you see even with eyes closed? Another way to think about non-judgment is radical acceptance. Can you radically accept who, what you see.
longevity. If you like, bring your awareness back to your anchor of presence or your breath that fits for you. Noticing the inhales and the exhales here again. We'll sit in silence for about four minutes here. And the invitation is to continue to practice radically accepting that which is within us all the way from the outside to the inside. So as thoughts come up, emotions come up, sensations come up. You say yes to each moment. Creating more and more space. All that is perfect or imperfect inside of us to be held and to be seen.
gently bring your awareness back towards the inhale and the exhale. If you drifted off into thought, your to-do list, conversations that need to be had, and do so with as much radical acceptance as possible. Notice your breath. Notice your body. Notice where hips meet, whatever you're seated on. How your head is reaching up towards the sky. Draw your hands together at the center of your heart if you like and bow your head to your heart. Give thanks to yourself for showing up for your practice, the journey and the pursuit of authentic expression on and off the mat. Let's close out our practice with one collective breath. Take a deep breath in through your nose, please. Exhale, release the breath with an audible sigh and let your practice go. It's been an honor and a delight to share space with you all. May peace be with you. Thank you, Tiffany. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Mindful Minute. If you're enjoying these episodes, consider joining me for the recording of this podcast every Monday night during my live virtual meditation class. If you tune in for the live class, you get the bonus content that isn't included in the podcast episodes. There's always time for Q&A, and there's always the chance to connect with me personally. I would love to see your faces. And better yet, if you leave me a review of this podcast, screenshot it, email it to Meryl at MerylArnett.com. You get your first class with me for free. Email your review to Meryl, M-E-R-Y-L at MerylArnett, M-E-R-Y-L-A-R-N-E-T-T.com. Get your first class for free. You can find out the schedule, how to register, all of that good stuff by going to my website, MerylArnett.com. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next week.